What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, cartoons, anime, action figures, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson. We got Richard Wilson. We got Christopher St. Victor. Man, we were geeks before being geeks. We're cool. Gentlemen, how are you, man? How was your week? What are you reading? What did you pick up? What are you watching? What's going on? So... At first, let me show you what I got. Obviously, I watched Suicide Squad. I watched uh, the new. Wait, what you if. watched Suicide Squad? I did. I What'd did, you think, but... man? How was it? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Let's say, don't jump the gun on this one, Jackie boy. <laughs> oh, and oh, then, sorry, sorry. And then I watched the new. Uh, the new. There's a new. There's a new Spider-Man cartoon geared for kids. My son and I have been watching it, so it's cool. It's Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker, and Miles Morales. So it's pretty cool. But that's not what I want to talk about. Nice. What I want to talk about is Skellige. Skeleton. So you may remember this from our Three Brothers Shot of Milk Instagram where I was like, I don't know if we should buy it. $30 is a lot. And I saw it again in the stores. I'm like, you know what? I must have it. So I bought it. It's pretty dope. I haven't opened it yet, but I want to save it the packaging for the, for the show. But now after we're done with the show, I'm going to open it up and wow. see how it is. I really hope Wait, you, you like guys got an Instagram account too. We do have an Instagram account. Ah, yeah. It's three uh, brothers. How do I find you all on Instagram? Three brothers and a shot of milk on Instagram. You type that no in. Three kidding. brothers and are, are a you, shot of milk on Instagram. You you got Skeleton on that? Uh, yes, it is. If you guys scroll through our history, you will see where I was debating whether I should buy it. But I pulled the trigger and made a choice. So here I am with my choices. I can't pay my rent because of toys. Boom. You know why I can't pay my rent? Why? Why can't Jack pay his rent? What did you Cause do? Because of, of comic books. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue. Well, Jack, take it up, over. This week, I picked up my Batman 89 that came out. I ended up getting two versions of the covers. My Two-Face cover. Billy D. Williams. And I got my classic Batman coming off the alleyway cover. And then the yes. other comics... I picked up, which is killing my rent. I picked up these uh, Peach Momoko covers, dope artist. And then I was wondering, hmm, I wonder what Peach's last name means. And Momo in Japanese means Peach. So I was like, does that mean Peach's name is Peach Peach? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> what? Anyways, I'm looking at I'm looking at this dope Wolverine cover that Peach did, and I'm looking at this dope uh, Captain Marvel cover. Yeah, and those so are I dope, man. Up, and now I'm getting evicted because I can't pay rent. That go. sounds about right. That sounds about you, right. You got the you got the eviction moratorium moratorium. You're good for now until like next month. Ooh, Ooh. did that get extended? That means yeah. more comics, means yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. more toys. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Rich, what's up with you, man? What's uh, you been up to? Man, I've been playing the beta for Back uh, Back for Blood. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. The uh, the open beta is, is this weekend. Last weekend was closed beta. This is the open beta this weekend. And uh, I'm trying to get as much gaming as I can in. Uh, I got things to do this weekend, though, but, you know, I'm going to try. Sunday, How you Sunday like it? Like, oh, it's great. Got a little more customization of the weapons, whereas last game you just kind of just picked up weapons and went. They got this card system where it has perks on them. So everyone gets their own little perks, and then you have one that uh, you got certain perks that help out the whole team. Yeah, man, it's great stuff. You got to be on uh, Xbox to do that, or is it on PlayStation? Xbox, uh, Xbox, PS5, PS4, uh, PC, and I believe that's it, and it's crossplay too. Crossplay? 
Oh, that's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty cool that they had the dope for that now. Yeah. For me this week, man, Rich, I've been watching Tokyo Revenger, and it okay. used to be problematic as hell. It is. It is what it is. He's I'm still, still enjoying it. He's still a 26-year-old man in his 14-year-old body, pining after his 14-year-old girlfriend. Problem. You're just... You're just stuck on that one part. Get over that part and keep going with it. No, it's very good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's very good. So I've been watching that. Like Jack, I'm, I'm spending all my rent money in comic books because, Jack, I, too, had to pick up my best. Yeah. Nice. No, did we just become best friends? We just became <laughs> best friends, Jack. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I'm very, I just had to pick this up. And I thought about getting more covers, but I'm going to leave that to our comic guy. Jack, you can pick up all the covers. I'm going to do one for just now. There's one um, I'm really gunning for, but... Uh, the one with him oh, man, on the so gargoyle? Bad. Yeah. The yeah, that's probably going to be hard to get. I want it so bad. I'm going to have to spend for that one. Um, I also I do, caught, you'll see it. I also caught this one, Chris. Check this out. Let me see. Let me see. Ooh, Faker. That's so Faker. This is from the Origins line. Basically, Faker is an evil robot of He-Man, but he also looks like Skeletor as well. I actually have the original one, and I had to pick this one up. This was great. I had to get, I had to get this resale. I couldn't find this retail, so I had to pay a little bit more for this, but I'm happy about that. How much, how much did you pay for it? I paid like 20, 28 Okay, so that's not too bad. Not too bad, but it's like $12 in the stores. <laughs> so He's got like Skeletor's boots and panties. He has He-Man's panties. boots. <laughs> he, has, he has He-Man's boots, but they're purple. And yes, he has Skeletor's panties. Um, purple panties. <laughs> and I have it. And we can't have a day without McFarlane. So nice. I the Flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman from the McFarlane line with the cowl. If you guys love the McFarlane toys, follow him on Instagram because he tells you when they're putting out pre-orders for stuff and when they're doing re-releases before you would even see them in Target. So I put in a pre-order for this re-release like a month before it dropped. And I'm sure like they're all gone now. So follow him if you like his toys. I'm jealous of that one. It looks better with the cowl on. So dope, man. It's Batman and he's got bright red around his midsection. Yeah, it's it's the Flashpoint uh, Batman. So it's Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. And he he pulls them nines out too. Let's go. Got the guns on his side, man. Two guns up. But now let's get into my favorite segment. We are going to go to a special corner, but not just any corner. The collector's corner it's show and tell time every episode we like to go into our toy chest our comic book chef we pull out something that's sentimental it can be very expensive it can be very cheap something from our childhood whatever it is it's important to us because we're talking suicide squad and she plays such a significant role in the film films film I thought I'd share with y'all today my Harley Quinn. Oh, and that the bad love? Yes. It's a Skull Batman animated series, Mad Love Harley Quinn, still in the box. And she's in her classic red and black. I don't like it. She's kind of in a mini skirt there. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But it's got like lace, like you might go to sleep in that too. Okay. You put a little twist on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. She dressed for all occasions. Well, all right. Nice. So 
this is one of my only few sculpts like Jack has is an Alex Ross Batman. Ooh. Sick. So, you know, there's a fair, I have, you know, usually most of my collection is action figures, but this is one sculpt that I have, one actual statue that I have that's actually really nice that my wife got for me for sick. Some, some special occasion. But can I, can I get Lawrence's opinion on this uh, belt? I think it could be a little okay. more pouchy. I don't know. That's pretty, pretty pouchy. Can you get more pouchy than pouchy. that belt? But I think there's nothing in it. It's just pretty For flat. For those of you who can't see, which is everyone listening at this point, this Alex Ross Batman has a belt that is so pouchy, it covers his crotch and his chest. <laughs> but but but, the, but it's too flat. Like, there's nothing yeah. in the pouches. You gotta have stuff in the pouches. He's got paper. <laughs> He's got paper in there, man. He's, He's got those vials that. that Batman the animated series used to carry. Every, I don't know how why, oh. but everything the animated everything used to fit in a little vial. I know what he has mm. in his Rich, I know what he has in his belt. What preparation time. Yes. Yes. A lot of preparation time. Whoa. That's apparently oh, all he needs is his preparation time. <laughs> he has an escape plan and preparation time. <laughs> look, 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 look. To go back to last week, all Batman has to do is say, T'Challa, I challenge you. Then T'Challa, by his rules, has to give up his powers. Then Batman will whoop him. Oh, where you? You are I late did, to the party, not, my no, friend. No, 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 where no, you no, been? No, I did say that. I did say it. Look, look back. Minutes, minute seventeen. And it's round two of Batman versus. We are not going Batman. back into this debate. This man went back and was like, "Man, I should have said that." Damn I did it. say it. Minute seventeen, thirty-one seconds. I did say it. I it's think he record. can beat him without his powers. He's still a master martial artist. All right, so we're, not, we're talking about Batman. We're not going here. We're not going here. That debate's for a different episode. If you guys missed that episode, jump back in. That was our uh, Long Halloween Part 2 episode, right? Yes. Check that episode out. You'll hear this long debate about Black Panther versus Batman. Rich, what you got? I don't have much, but I do have t-shirts because that's what I collect a lot of. There you go. And this week's is Dragon Ball, uh, I'm going to say Super. You got the whole whole cast of the main characters, at least. And it's pretty dope. I found this uh, going through the my it's not my local store, but place in the mall that sells a lot of figurines. One night that I got the actual, I actually got this uh, the multiverse with a uh, Batman and Earth One Superman. Wait, is that, but, um, is that, yeah. is that Gohan? Who's that next to Goku? Uh, like there's the no Gohan. Oh, that's, that's Gohan. Uh, that's grown up yeah. Gohan. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, they get grown a bit. Yeah. Lawrence, were you there when we used to play Dragon Ball Z on uh for money? No, what? No, we used to play. Remember when Dragon Ball Z came out on uh, yeah. PS2 or PS3? We used to play it. Me, I thought you were there. My best friend yeah, was Dave. And then, we used, I, 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 long story short, Dave didn't know what Double or Nothing meant. And then he was into, <laughs> he was $500 in the hole one night to be playing Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I'll jump in. This, okay, so I'm wearing a t shirt right here. It says Hustle, Loyalty, Respect. It's a John Cena t shirt. For those who don't know, I'm also a massive wrestling fan and I'm a big John Cena fan. And watching this movie, one of my favorite characters was John Cena's Peacemaker. So I have a John Cena action figure that I got from the WWE uh, vault. A friend of mine worked for headquarters. She invited me and my dad and said, go into the toy room and take whatever you want. So I grabbed me a John Cena action nice. figure. Yo, 
And can you can you uh, describe the look on his face and then explain why his mouth is so open? Listen, he is screaming (laughs) hustle, loyalty and respect. This is John Cena. You can't see me. And his arms just popped off. So (laughs) (laughs) now he's the other character in the movie. Now he's the other character. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That was hilarious. Oh, man. Good picks, guys. Good picks. Let's get into the news. It's time for the news. All right, guys. Rich, you're going to love this. Let's go. My Hero Academia. Shinsuke Sato will direct Legendary's live action My Hero Academia. Academia. They're doing a live action movie. I'm not sure exactly what network or where it's going to land, but they're going to film that live action, dude. Okay. I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm a little like, let's see what happens. It yeah, could be you like know death. why? It could be like Death Note. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like oh, death. no. It, it better has not it, be like that. Has there ever been a good live action anime transition? Uh, I'll say the, uh, the Japanese live action Death Note movies are actually not too bad. The, the one that came out for Netflix was trash. Was trash. Yeah. Yeah. It was but the, the anime is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys ever seen Alice in Borderland? That series, yeah, he he directed that, and he's directed some other stuff. So I think he's he's done adaptions. So he might be okay. the guy to bring this to life. So right. it's pretty cool. Next up, okay, Penguin for like there's like this 80th anniversary or whatever of villains in the DC. So Danny DeVito is writing a Penguin comic book for the 80th anniversary. I wouldn't mind seeing him reprise the role. That's pretty. Oh, I got thoughts about Batman Returns. We'll save that for a different one. Fun fact: You know the scene where he where he bites into the raw fish. He yes. actually he actually ate the raw fish. Wow, that's that okay. kind of commitment. That's not necessary for a comic book movie, <laughs> uh, <man. laughs> or, or, or any movie. I'm sorry. Oh, come on, man. No, but that's pretty fun. Oh, David Goyer a little while ago talked about like what he thought went wrong with the DC cinematic universe and where they kind of fell short. Apparently other directors are stepping up. The director of the green lantern film, Martin Campbell says I shouldn't have done it. I mean, I I could have told him that (laughs) when that money's singing baby. So he said, I don't know superhero movies for that reason. He should not have done it, which is interesting to me, you know, because outside of the logistics of being a superhero movie, it's a tale of a human being trying to overcome an evil. It just so happens to have these other things. So it's like, just tell a human story and don't get caught up with the other part. The other part will take care of itself. Yeah, the problem is when you start putting form over function and you just start doing stuff because it's cool. I know another guy kind of does that in a lot of films. His name is... Wow. Speaking of which... Can watch the other... Listen to the other episodes for that uh, running joke. Any for anyone who's episode, wondering. Just pick whatever <laughs> episode what? you want. <laughs> Zack Snyder will probably come up. Oh, you said it. I didn't say this. You know who else will come up in any every other episode? Venom. So Venom 2 was delayed for another three weeks. It's delayed again. It's his fourth delay. Oh, okay. And the Suicide Squad, it opened, although critics loved it, it opened to underwhelming, um, an underwhelming box office over the weekend. Gosh, I wonder why that might be. I mean, we're in a global pandemic. 
They also for anyone released, who doesn't know yet. For anyone who doesn't know, we're in a global pandemic, and they released the movie same time on HBO Max. So, yeah, I don't even know why they're really projecting these numbers. They're unfair numbers, and it's an unfair mark on the film. Yeah, yeah I agree know. with that. Definitely. So, that's whatever. Oh, last bit of news. This is fun. The last bit of news. Last bit of news. Idris Elba is jumping into the world of Sonic the freaking Hedgehog. He will be voicing Knuckles. For those who don't know, in 1994, a video game came out for Sega Genesis called Sonic and Knuckles. In the story, they were adversaries, but then wound up working together. Knuckles is kind of like this tough, like, he's like anti-Sonic. He's like the Punisher in the Sonic the Hedgehog world. That's a good good analogy. (laughs) And I love, yeah. I, and I hope he keeps his accent. I, I want, I want that British accent with Knuckles. I think that'd be a lot. I of hope fun. so too. That's about to ask the same thing. Accent or no accent? I'm, I'm, I'm team accent. Man, what do you guys think about that one? I'm all over it. I yeah, love it. And, and I thought the Sonic movie was actually really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was. It was great. Yeah. It, I yeah, haven't it seen it. This is gonna oh, make no. me go and watch the first one. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen seen Venom either, man. Man, what do you you do all day? What do you have a job? What are you an actor? (laughs) What are you on TV? And we're gonna take a vote. I'm voting two brothers in a shot. No, next (laughs) up. Wait, Sonic gets me thrown out. (laughs) Sonic is a no. It's that and Venom. But Sonic pushed you up. Yeah, yeah. Venom. You know what? Because if 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 we go Sans Saint Victor on the next one, maybe that gives him time to watch a movie or two. So all you 30 fans, man, you diehards, you let us know. San St. Victor. <laughs> just so it's what you you got to be specific with St. Victor. You got to be specific. The, the black one. The black one. The black one. And let's get into the debate. <laughs> let's get ready to run. All right, so what I think is so special about the Suicide Squad is that it was not a reboot, it wasn't a remake, it was a sort of sequel, but really it was a do-over without erasing what came before. So I was thinking, like, what other film or TV show would we like to give that kind of do-over to, where we don't erase it, we're not rebooting it, but we kind of continue that story, but give it a makeover. The cartoon I take is Batman, the Brave, the Bold. Not because it wasn't good. It was good for what it was. It was geared towards towards a younger audience. It was but amazing. It was. But that's why I would like to see it in a darker tone as uh, as redone. And I think no. it would be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you make it darker, then it's not Batman, Brave, and the Bold. We never see, we've never... We've only, only seen a campy Silver Age. I would like to see a Silver Age, but from a... From a from a darker perspective, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. Darker noir side. Can you explain to me the distinction between a do-over and reboot? So it yes. would. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Lawrence. Go ahead. A reboot is you're taking just pretty much the IP and you're starting from scratch with it. You're kind of doing your own thing with it. A do-over would be like the Suicide Squad. They they didn't redo the elements that were already established in the first one. They just took the pieces that worked and then created a story around that and built more of it. So you still had Boomerang, Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn and uh, Rick uh, Flag talking to each other like they'd been on an adventure together before. They didn't erase the first one. Amanda Waller still has the same relationship with Flag, just like the first one, sort of. So that would be so this is more of a do-over, you know? 
So for that, Chris, that feels like a hmm. reboot. No, 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 no. I don't want to reboot it. I'm not looking to undo it, but I would like to see it expanded. Same premise, just from a more adult tone. Man, I don't know. Brave and the Bull is one of the most brilliant Batman animated shows, period. I think uh, it's hilarious. Look, we've had, we've had, what, two good Batman animated series? Two? One. Brave and the Bull being one of them? The other one be Batman the Animated Series. So saying this is a grow the greatest Batman animated series is not saying much. Brave because- and the Bull is one of them shows where you got kids laughing and then there's mad adult humor. <laughs> True. That but I, that's why I would like to see it from a darker standpoint. Because look, all we had, what we had, we had Batman. Uh, Batman Beyond was good. The Batman was whack. Beware the Batman was garbage. Batman Unlimited was just was just was just but commercial I, I, I feel, I feel like you changed the tone to that's like me saying I want to see a Deadpool movie, but I want it to take itself seriously. Then that's like a whole then it's a different thing. It be, it's not that becomes a whole different thing. Hmm. Nah, I think I think it would be cool to see. I still think it'd be cool to see Silver Age superheroes in a more serious light. Then they're not Silver Age. Why not? Why can't you just do Silver Age? I don't think the definition for Silver Age is necessarily campy. I think that's one aspect of Silver Age, but it doesn't have to be so campy. Then what's the distinguishment? What distinguishes Silver Age from Modern Age? I think it's the time period. I think it's the way the the villains are structured. Because the villains, are the, the vill- you, you could still you could still go after them and still have these these cartoonish villains, but without it being campy. I think you can do it. Listen. When you guys give me a check, I'll write it. I'll do it. You let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll deliver. I'll deliver just to prove I'm wrong. Hey, guys. <laughs> you can email us at three brothers and a shot. You can send all with your a check. With, with a check. check. With a we'll check. Send that check. Batman series. What else? What do you guys got? Rich? Jack? Listen, um, I mean, now that you kind of like distinguish it, I kind of have to backtrack a little bit. But I was going to say originally Green Lantern keep Ryan Reynolds, just get a different actor and make it better, which I feel like wouldn't be that hard. Did, did you say keep Ryan Reynolds and get a different no, actor? Listen, I, I don't get a different director. director. Oh, the director. director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had a mic, I would lean closer and say it into it. But anyway, Ryan Reynolds, but I, since we're doing like a redo... No, um, but, that, but that can work. That can that work. Works. That can yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Use the origin from that movie. Pick yeah. up with and then kill adventure. Ryan Reynolds and replace him with Jon Stewart. Wow. First of all, stop. Wow. Um, second of all, I want to say... You pulled the He-Man. They're going to get pissed no. off at us. Yep. I'm going to say... It's still Green Lantern? other, For my other... It's just going to be a shot of milk now. For <laughs> Green Lantern would be Michael B. Jordan. So, you, so your, your pitch is you'll do Green Lantern, pick up with him later in his career, and then you'll introduce Jon Stewart in your movie. Yeah, that sounds like a why not? to me. That sounds like a why not? That sounds like a great. Right. And you could do the Hal Jordan story where he goes, uh, goes nuts. Yeah, yeah but I'm, sure, yeah, we might need to get a yeah. movie or two in before we turn Ryan Reynolds into the villain of the whole universe. Well, if you're gonna need to replace him with another lantern, why not? Jack, who'll be, who be able to play Guy? Oh, I'm sorry, keep going. Guy, I was about to go. Someone, Seth Rogen, dude, or Owen Wilson. Rogen. Oh, okay. Seth Rogen be a funny guy, Gardner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, would, yeah I would watch that. <laughs> Seth okay, Rogen and Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern. <laughs> They'd be smoking on the moon. <laughs> That's actually pretty. Funny. <laughs> 
I would I would redo um, Avatar: Last Airbender. That yes. movie could have been dope. That Ooh, movie could have yeah, been dope, and it was not. Well, and they're doing, they they're doing it on Netflix. Live action. Back. Live action. Well, then maybe I'll actually be the one that gets what he wants. There we go. There we go. Um, my pick, man. I want to see. And it'll never happen in a million years because there's so much content around Superman out there. But I would love Brandon Ralph to get another shot at uh, at it. I think watching him in Crisis, the CW uh, series, the, the team-up event, he gave us, I'll argue this to the day I die, he gave us the definitive Superman. His Clark was pitch perfect to Christopher Reeves. His Superman was great. His stature, his presence, his look, everything lined up. And I would love a Superman series that picks up years later from where Superman returns and the Donner world kind of ended. So we would have so much time to like fix the stuff that didn't work or ignore the stuff we don't need to pay attention to. And we pick up with him and Lois, similar to Superman and Lois, but I would like to see him kind of keep it going. I would love that. That's my pick. It's time for the main topic, guys. It's time to it's jump in. It's the main event. <laughs> there it this is. one doesn't need an extra voice. I don't know if it needs an extra voice. <laughs> the Suicide... James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Here's a little recap on The Suicide Squad. We pick up pretty much in Belle Reve. We got... with uh, Savant, Saviant, Savant, Savant, Savant in prison. He he's established, and pretty much we see Amanda Waller put put together a task force X. There's a bunch of people we haven't seen before, but then we see Rick Flag, Harley Quinn, and Captain Boomerang on this team, and a bunch of new uh, villains going on this mission to cartel. More, I knew I was going to say this wrong. Corto Maltese. Corto Maltese. Maltese. They're going to Maltese. They go to Maltese. They're on the beach and they get, spoiler alert, they get obliterated, pretty much destroyed. And you're going like, this can't be. And then we realize (laughs) this was all part of the plan because while they're getting destroyed, there's another task force on the other side. Then we go back in time and we establish Idris Elba's blood sport and that team. Those are the guys that are supposed to go in along with John Cena's Peacemaker. We got Ratcatcher 2. We got King Shark over there. Yep. Um, and, and one of my favorites who was unexpected to be someone I really enjoyed was uh, Polka Dot Man. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> They're on the other side. And then, and then they go in. And hijinks ensue. They need to get to like the, the the people in power there and and they they wind up rescuing harley a lot of people die a lot of our suicide uh, squad members die rick flag dies because he gets this card pretty much we find out that they have this massive weapon starro and if you guys are dc comic book fans you know exactly who starro is yeah and they give us starro not like galactus no. and fantastic four like no they give us the real starro colors I mean, everything Everything, He's everything. a giant starfish. Yep. They find out this living weapon they're going to use. And then they also find out that the U.S. government was involved. And the only reason it's here is because America didn't want to do this on their soil. Rick Flag is like, we got to take this to the press. Everyone needs to know. Peacemaker's like, nah, son, that's not the mission. 
they fight. Peacemaker kills Rick Flagg, which is kind of crazy because Rick Flagg has been our team leader. He's the only guy on this team who isn't a villain. He dies. The team fights, fights, fights. Peacemaker dies. They, they wind up taking down Starro. And they say, Waller, you need to set us free. The only members that are left are Bloodsport, Harley Quinn, Ratcatcher 2, King Shark. Yeah, and that's it. Those are the only members that are left. Waller grants them their freedom so that the news of this, you know, governmental blunder doesn't come out. The end. Post-credit scene, Peacemaker lives. He's in the hospital getting ready for the HBO Max Peacemaker series. That is the Suicide Squad. And you forgot Weasel. He, he Weasel, oh, that's right. Weasel freaking, like, he can play dead for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was on that beach. Should have been a possum. Playing possum. The Weasel played possum. What do you guys think? Fun. Loved it. I loved it. I, I, I was... I was in on it from beginning to end. I mean, did it have any? It had a few little yeah, small parts here and there, but for the most part, through and through, I enjoyed it. Good watch. I think it was a mess, but I say it in the most positive way, positive way possible. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was still a mess, but it was a fun time. I it was it. a fun mess. I, but you know what? I liked the first Suicide Squad. And I don't rank this one that much higher above oh. The, oh. the first one. Ooh. I know it's a oh, yeah. commercial, but I don't. I don't. Oh, we're going to talk you know, about I that. I actually might kind yeah. of agree. I think this was a, a funner film, but I don't know whether I liked it more or less than the first one. I enjoyed the first one. Too. No, actually, the first one was a hot mess, especially the way the first one really the last half hour of the first one was that that movie was trash. Like, what were they thinking? Kind of trash, Chris. <laughs> the first one was pretty. Yeah, but I wasn't, I didn't feel that way about this one. It was like, uh, it was, it knew exactly what it was from jump in it. Yeah. But if I had anything about this suicide squad, it was, uh, I felt like they did stuff just for the sake of, doing some things like uh, it was gratuitous for the sake of rating and shock factor, as opposed to it's violent because these guys are violent and it is violent because these guys are violent, but some of the stuff, the way that it went down, I was like, eh, they're just doing that because they're rating and they want it. Someone talking about it. Like, do I really need to see their brain stems when they cut his head open? Yes. Yeah, yes, of course yes, I yeah do. You do. yes, we do. You do. Definitely do. Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. It's sometimes I feel choices are made simply for the sake of uh, shock factor for the audience or getting the rating as opposed to the content itself. Yeah, but I mean, they're villains and they're. No, I know that, but that didn't bother me at all. Like when they were walking through the camp, spoiler alert, just murdering everyone in competition (laughs) form, dying laughing. So, so what example would you give? To say like, oh, that was probably too much, or or that was just for gratuitous sake, like cutting the guy's head open so I see his brain, or just dropping f bombs for the sake of it. I'm like, okay, I get it, and they're villains, but this feels like they're literally just doing it for the conversation piece of it. 
And I, I mean, I felt that before. I feel that with the Harley Quinn TV series. I don't really feel like this with this. I felt like it was rated R. They played it up to the R, but it wasn't too much. Yeah, I felt like it was Deadpoolish, and maybe yeah. that maybe that is a style, and maybe that they they lean into it more. Um, I really liked it, man. I really enjoyed. It. I had such a good time, and and Chris, I disagree with you. This is, I think, ten times better than the first. I threw the first one on right after I finished this one. Okay, and I was I got through the first like 30 minutes of the first one again and i'm like the first one's good and then the story started <laughs> and i'm like ah <laughs> and i think this one took all the elements that worked in the first one and then made it better like the first one they're fighting enchantress they wind up fighting these like zombie faceless people that don't matter and this one they yeah. kind of do the same thing but they made it matter and yeah. made it fun you when know? the stakes are mad higher the stakes are like, higher everybody's dying but it's kind of, yeah, you don't just get the star in your face. Like, you know, you die. Deadshot with his daughter, you know, Will, the tone is different in the first one. So Will is very, like, emotional, like, daughter. is very much yeah. more dramatic. Yeah. When in this one, the drama's there, but the humor's with it. So they just F you, F you, F you, yeah. F you, F you. But then it drops <laughs> in. So it's like everything that worked in the first one was in the second one, but without the things that made it not work. Like we don't have an interpretation of the Joker in this one. That's just making us scratch our heads. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Although I think Jared's little Joker, that version could have worked in this one with James it, Gunn working. If you took the Justice League from our favorite director, Who's that? <laughs> no, but that if you put that I disagree. I don't think that Joker would work in this suicide squad. Oh no, I hated the other Joker. Why am I gonna sit in a circle of knives? I hated it so much at those no, stupid. But, but, but no, I agree. But do you hear what Lawrence is saying? He's saying it did not work, but that might have worked under this direction. Under this direction. Maybe. You know, because it would have taken that fun and cartoonish part of it, but with James Gunn would have freaked it the way he freaked all these characters. Well, in Chris's defense, though, the reason we're able to say that is because significant time has passed. If that's the first rendition we're seeing, we'd still probably walk away going, F are they doing with this character? Especially after Heath Ledger. I agree. We wouldn't wouldn't have been ready for it. So there were there, there was two two times that they referenced Starro and animated that I can think of off the top of my head. Once was Justice uh, Justice League. I'm uh, no, sorry, uh, Batman Beyond, where they find Superman. He's older, and Starro's yeah. been on Starro's been on him for years. Another time was Justice League Unlimited, where it was Superman's birthday. Batman and Wonder Woman are bringing Superman. That's off a comic, yeah. Yep, a gift. So that was my first introduction to Starro, and to see. Starro exactly the same way he that they were animated and it was just really really cool to see like a villain like that like you're right Lars not like the Galactus not watered down and as wacky and crazy as it seems it's, just, it's a giant butthole giant starfish <laughs> but it's there and they took it for what it was and it worked it really it, you know, it took this wacky wacky villain that it would seem like ridiculous shooting many stars out of his armpits and it worked. And I thought it was cool that they stuck to the, to the source material so closely. And I, it worked for me. I liked it. I give Marvel all the credit for that. I think once the MCU hit and they're like, no, you can show the heroes in their colorful costumes. No, you can have the villains look like the comic. It's going to, it's fine. We don't have to make it super realistic. Like we can lean into it. 
it just gave license for 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 well James Gunn's Marvel, but it gave license for Warner Brothers to okay, like no, make it look like the comic. They'll appreciate it. It's okay. They'll, they'll yeah. get around it. And well, and it really worked for this content too. Like the campiness of Peacemaker. You, I can only oh, imagine. He was great. I loved him, man. Oh yeah. I, you, you can only imagine what the a, a different director with the same content would have put him in a totally different outfit. Oh yeah, he'd have you been know? like an all black. He would have yeah. been like yeah. leather suit. Like you look at everyone except for what polka dot man and then Peacekeeper. They kind of like stood out. Everyone was kind of like darker tone costumes yeah. or whatever. And then like you look at these two guys, like what the <laughs> what the hell, <laughs> I, guys. I love Peacemaker oh, so much. Oh, he's great. I think Dave Batista, rumor has it, it was supposed to be Dave Batista. Oh. He's committed to Zack Snyder's army of uh, army yes. of the dead. And I think Dave wanted to be a lead in the film. He was ready for a new franchise or whatever. So then they went with John Cena. And I thought John Cena was so perfect in this. I think they said his original take was to be more like a full metal jacket, like just crazy soldier. Uh, James Gunn was like, no, douchey Captain America. America, yes. yes. <laughs> like, like you think you're the Boy Scout, like in everything. And, and I love John Cena's performance because it felt like I felt like there wasn't a human being in there. It was someone doing things they felt like humans should do, like a sociopath. <laughs> right. Even when yeah. he's dancing in the club, yeah. he's like, this is how we're supposed to move or <laughs> how a hero's supposed I'm going to wear this colorful thing because we're supposed to. But deep down inside, he is a freaking murderous psychopath that cannot be reasoned with. Yeah. So he just wants and, peace. And only- oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. I must say he just wants peace, no matter how many men, women, and child. Nah, you beat me. That's the line of the movie right there. Yeah. The greatest line of the entire movie. And he said it like he said it straight. There was nothing on yeah. it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That was so true for him all throughout the movie with one little one little knock he took at the end where uh, you know, Joel Kinnaman's dying. Mm. He goes, Peacemaker. What a joke. And you oh, saw, and yeah. you oh, saw yeah. in Cena's eyes that that was the one moment where maybe something other than his ideology got through for a second. And, yeah. and that's what you can build a series off of. Like yeah. you see that, oh, there is that. You're not a machine. You do have a thing, and you respect. And this guy, you respected above all else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought, I mean, and then his competition with Bloodsport. And what was nice about it is there there was at least enough human elements where it cost him something to kill his friend. He didn't want to do it. Yet his code forced him to do it. He had to do it. It wasn't debatable. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see the series because, I mean, they can go anywhere with that character. He can shift from humor to dark in like a second. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited. What did you guys think about Idris Elba as a Bloodsport? Because this was written for Will Smith, and it was it felt like Deadshot. It felt like. When I watch Idris Elba do anything, he's he's so effortless to watch. He's He's great. He's incredible. Uh, James Gunn, I think, said like when we couldn't, we wanted Will for Deadshot. He was busy doing the uh, Venus and Serena Serena Williams film, um, Mm -hmm. King Richard. And then they were just going to recast him with Idris. And they were like, no, let's make Idris a different character. So if down the line we, we want to get Will back, we can get him back. Like, why burn the bridge? But they were like, well, we're not going to rewrite anything different. We're just going to keep what is in there the same. And I felt like when they had Idris in prison 
And then Amanda said, like, these are the reasons why you're qualified. And they brought out Peacemaker and said, this is why he's qualified. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what I do. Yes. I felt like that, yeah. that, that was James giving a wink, like, all these guys are kind of the same. Yeah. And it's true. But that was the thing that worked with the film. Like, they knew what they were going for. They knew the content they were. And they just so embraced it. They didn't yeah. run from it. Yeah. I think James Gunn said it was such a relief to do this film because Warner Brothers was like, make the movie you want. I think they're done with universe building. They're like, we're going to go back to what we do, which is we trust our directors to carry out their vision. And he felt free because, you know, at Marvel, you're, it's like Kevin Feige is a showrunner. You're in charge of this episode, but there's only so much you can do because we got to get to the end game. So you right. can't do whatever you want here. Here they were like, do whatever you want. You took the C-list characters. You took the D-list characters. Yeah, he went digging deep. Mm-hmm. He went yeah. to like the original Suicide Team in the comics that were like villains who were bad at being villains. You know, <laughs> um, and I, I think Will Smith. Not saying I wouldn't want Idris in this film because I do, but I think Will Smith's Deadshot would have been way better in this film. Like just his charisma, his timing, just who Will Smith is in this thing. Oh, but Idris, he gave the heart, he gave the backbone for the film. He's so grounded. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't yeah. want to replace Idris. I'm like, there's a world in which we get dead shot and blood sport. Right. There is now. Because I mean, they man, killed the other leader. <laughs> killed like, a bunch of people. I like, uh, I like blood sport. Like, I'd never known who blood sport was. I'm not a big DC fan. But when I saw Bloodsport and each double playing him, I was like, yo, I like this guy. And then, like, his weapons were taking the, like, the little parts off the vest and then other parts and attaching it, it turns into a whole nother that, gun. That was dope. That was so I creative. Love that. Love that. What technology? It, He's got, like, Tony I, Stark's nanotech on that? Something. I don't know what it is, but it's dope. Well, in the comics, I think it's a superpower he has where he can, like, generate weapons around him. So I think in the film, oh. they want to find a way to ground it and make it more into his armor, but still visually look like how it looks in the comics. Um, okay. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't make me ask too many questions, I'll just accept whatever you do, and I move on with it. He can do this. He can do it. Yep. Uh, and ask questions. I'm like, yo, my man's pulling. He got weapons all over his body. Like, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Can we talk about polka dot? The polka dot man. How they took. How they took such a ridiculous, ridiculous character, and the, they just played it so serious and so right. It just worked. He like, sees his mom. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So weird, man. I was then, weirded out on that but, one. But but then by the end, it's like you're rooting for him. To kill a giant version of his mother. Right. <laughs> like you're rooting for that. Um, fun fact, not fun fact, but a bit of trivia. The actor that plays Polka Dot Man connected so much to it because he has vitiligo in real life. So he actually has spots oh. and blemishes over his oh. body in real life. Okay. So when he got the role, that's why like when you see him, even when you see him for two seconds, like it, there's instant depth. There's instant stakes, even when we're not, he's not, we're not, we're supposed to forget about him until like the middle, but you see him and you're like, what's going on with this guy? He's not playing crazy. He's not playing. He's like genuinely heartbroken about something. Yep. So by the time, and he's so brilliant and James Gunn is so brilliant because they got to get us to love him in this ensemble movie when he has the most ridiculous powers. So by the time he dies at the end, we're like, no. Right. And it worked. Like when he got crushed, I was like, 
No. No, nah, but the, but you know, the, the, there's a scene that made him endeared to us, and it's when he defended the guy who died, and Harley Quinn didn't even know he was there. That's when Milton. He became the Wait, most, Milton. Milton. Yeah, and that was when Polka Dot Guy became the most human person in the team. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Can we also talk about how really like under five nothing character? But because of that scene, like Milton will be remembered. Yeah. 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 We all know the name, right? We all jumped to the name, right? We all remembered it. But then how then, brilliant, how brilliant it was when Harley Quinn called it like Bloodshot. <laughs> so Wait, that's guy Milton? Uh, <laughs> talked about it for three hours. You're Milton. I'm like, like the second it took itself serious is then they hit us with that joke. I'm like, guys, just keep this tone, man. Rock out with this tone. Oh, that was so good. Mm. That was so good. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of little seeds that were planted and they all really played out well too. Like even the, uh, the javelin. Yeah. And, and you saw it was yeah. the second, the second Starro was out in the town and he's a giant eyeball. I was like, that's why she running around with it the whole movie. That's and then for was, her yeah. to discover what I was assuming she was going to discover and how it played out. I was like, Oh, they checked all the boxes, man. They planted that seed, they watered it, and here it is flourishing. And then, like, James Gunn isn't just, like, masterful in adding humor and action. Where I think she's just going to throw the javelin, we get this beautiful shot of just her, like, in the eyeball juice, floating angelic. And I'm like, this is visually brilliant. I love the moment where she's in the hallway just, like, decimating people yo beautiful <laughs> i was like what is going on i love this she, she sees like cartoon flowers popping up like that's yeah, in her, her world. Yeah, like what is life. happening yeah that was pretty dope but this this is the truest form to harley quinn we've got and this is her this is her third outing huh suicide squad no, birds uh, of prey is it third or fourth two suicide squad uh emancipation of uh, birds of prey do we have one more that showed Harley Quinn? Or no, that was it. No, that might be it. Oh. Other than that, it's the animated one. So, so yeah, it's like three. The first time, Margot Robbie's been good in all of them. I think this yeah. is the first time we're getting to see her, like, be Harley and, like, be dangerous and scary. And, and well, it was, it's the first time I've seen her. I mean, oh, my God, the combat she's got in this film. I go, she might be more adversary for Batman than Joker. And it's what's funny is because in Birds of Prey, I, I forget the rating, but it felt like PG-13. I could be wrong. And since she's the hero in that movie, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey movie, she wasn't killing people with that combat, which was not a Harley thing. And I get in that movie, she was trying to be good. But this time it's like, no, this is Harley. Like, don't get it twisted. Don't let the the the, the smile and the beautiful face and the ditziness fool you. She's here to like cut your head off. Like, oh, and that, that, okay, sorry. That scene with the dude that's going to be president. And like after. So good. Oh, oh my gosh. And she shoots him and he's on the ground and she's like, I I hate to do this to you, but you look best this way. Yeah. Right. Without those evil thoughts in your head. (laughs) But I was like terrified, terrified of this woman. (laughs) Here's what worked for me is it wasn't form over function. There were all these little pop out moments where we saw true character. We saw the heartbeat of the person where we saw this moment within the moment. There were a couple that felt like, Oh, here's the monologue. Like rat girl had the monologue about her father and her past. And that felt a little push to me. Like 
it was there to serve the purpose of everyone gets to tell their backstory at some point. But you mean, you mean in the bus where out of nowhere it's like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that bus scene did not work for me because everyone had their moment, you know. And sometimes yeah. this a script will spoon feed backstory character content because this is the only other chance we're going to have to do it. So let's do it now and get it out of the way so we can get back to the action. And that yeah. scene felt really placed to serve. We need just the father, that. daughter, him we and her. We need the audience to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that moment with Harley was essentially the same thing for anyone who hadn't seen Harley's other stuff. You still know she's tethered to the Joker to hear Joker, her, yeah. her talk about Joker without saying anything about the Joker Mm-hmm. was more effective to me because it's it's her performance was great. The subtext was there. There was no question as to who she was talking about, why she killed this dude. Man, it just worked for me. It was so good. It's like, it, it made me want, we talked about in the debate, right? Having a do-over. Like, I want a do-over of just Harley Quinn. Like the other movie, she was great in the other movies, but I'm like, I, I want this more Harley Quinn vehicles where we get to, do this more. Maybe she has to be in team ups more. Maybe yeah. can focused on it's, her. To me, it's, it's like it's like Hulk, man. Hulk. I would love a do over Hulk film, but Hulk works best in group dynamic because he can steal a show. It's like you don't want to see King Shark stand. Oh, I guess you could maybe, but he probably works better as a. Uh, I'll steal the film. Yeah. Don't put the. Don't base the film around me. Just let me steal the film I'm in. Right. Yeah. Margot said to James Gunn when they were talking about doing the film that she believed that at least for this story, Harley Quinn should be more of an act of chaos, not responsible for carrying the narrative, but the person mm-hmm. that can come in and mm-hmm. mess things up. Whereas in other two films, she was responsible for carrying a strong narrative. Like in the first one, she was about the abusive relationship with the Joker. She had to kind of carry that. We had to, we had to care about her being abused. And the other one, we had to watch her try to become a hero. This is the first time we get to just watch Harley do be Harley. And exactly. sometimes she's heroic. And then sometimes she's just like, I just had some great sex, but you got to go, bro. <laughs> Shot in the chest with a gun she wasn't even sure it would work. She's like, right, oh, yeah. She had a bullet. And like, what was your, what was your plan B? <laughs> no plan B. No plan B. Oh, my goodness. Who was your favorite character in this film not performance but like what character would you like i i gotta see more of that character harley stole it for me um i like i like to see king shark fight i like i like the ripping apart i like that so we talk about the gratuitous violence i enjoyed that king shark killing people didn't feel gratuitous he literally rips a person in half i loved it but that felt that didn't feel that felt so within the character of him to to show me that it didn't feel gratuitous just for the sake of literally seeing a giant shark man rip another two <laughs> My problem I had with King with King Shark was he was bulletproof, right? He got shot plenty of times, no holes. But when the little things out the tank got busted out and they were biting into him, like what the hell were those things? Aliens. That they were able to pierce his skin. Dude, they, they were alien. They got alien creatures yeah, in that whole building. Creatures. I was like, that's just crazy. I'm like, why is this? Why are they able to pierce his skin? And then, like, literally after that, he got shot. And they were just bouncing bullets over. I took oh, it aliens. as that's the, aliens that's or some type with. of experiment. Like, whatever is in that building that was a creature, I just assumed, like... Alien piranha it, it, fish. It's a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alien exactly. piranha jellyfish. Gotcha. 
That, right. is, is that the thing that didn't work for you in this? Is that what you're <laughs> saying? I, 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 like I like a little consistency. Like, if my man is not getting penetrated by bullets, but yet these things can bite him, there's a problem here. Like, what is happening? These things, these things are like extraterrestrial. Right. Yeah. And that scene, I didn't understand that either. I'm like, what, what are these things? Why are these? What? Anyway, but I didn't like that scene. But I would like to either see Bloodsport or Peacemaker, which I'm going to see more Peacemaker. So. Yes. Guys, I need I need to see more Peacemaker. When when you strap a silencer to a Desert Eagle, I need to Bruh. know <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here. I don't even know if it works. I don't even know if you can silence a Desert Eagle, but I want to see you try. And I love then when he when they were killing everybody in the camp, and there was a guy on the gurney, and he took out his little axe. Oh, the gurney. Like, yeah. like, I need to just, how does that guy's mind work? Oh, oh then, then his last line in Bloodsport, when he was like, what type of person uses I a compressed bullet? He's like, someone that's dope as fuck. I was like, yes. that line was just great. That, that line was for you, Rich. I felt like, yes. Just, uh, you know, then, we, then we got another moment, which was great, man. Like, tiny moments with him where Idris Bloodsport is talking about how his father trapped him with rats because he didn't follow through with a task. And they cut the peacemaker kind of smirk and nod like, yeah, I get that. So they, they, they subtly are giving us his backstory. But and they're also building the they're also building the chemistry between those two actors. Yeah. They needed the bond of them being actually kind of okay. Yeah. yeah. And can we talk about it? Why was this man in his underwears? Because <laughs> he was sleeping. Because <laughs> he's sleeping, Rich. How, like, I mean, can we talk like, about why the movie was sleeping in the first place with a giant fire like, in the middle of the forest? That's a you got. He probably back. he probably folded his outfit too. He's probably he like, probably did. He, he probably did. did. <laughs> you know, the more we talk about it, the more I realize how much I really enjoy this movie because we're we're highlighting points, and I'm thinking every time we bring up a point, I'm like, yo, that was funny. Oh, that was really Dude. thoughtful. That was good. This movie the, was good. The points we're bringing up, you don't have one to counteract it in the first one. Yeah. Like there's not another version of that in the first one you can put up with this. And he stood there in his tidy whities and it just said, Why are you wearing tidy whities That's racist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but the other thing that was great is they let all the characters they let all the characters comment on the things we wanted to comment on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Man. <laughs> and they were weird, you know? All these personalities were just weird B C list personality characters. Yeah. And that's what works so well. It's like James. Gun took what works so well about Guardians and then doubled down. With freedom. With all the freedom. Yeah. I think he said the difference between this and Guardians was in Guardians, at the end of the day, all those, they're all heroes. And you're supposed to believe right. that they're all good. He's like, here, these are not good people. And they might do things that might be good or, or follow through with the mission, but at their core, they're not. They're still and bad since, guys. Yeah. And since yeah. he established that, we're not taken out when they do something that seems out of character because we they would what's their character right. what is their character king shark could have turned around and bit off rat catcher two's head and we would have been like yeah well maybe all coming yeah could have it's true and when you have character all of them can run the gamut up with the exception of rick flag all of them can kind of like 
like when Peacemaker turned on everybody in someone else's hands, it would have felt like, oh, of course, you, you guys went too far. Here, it's like, it was bound to happen, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think that, that that's masterful to, to, to ride that line and, uh, and to find the actors that can all play heroes in one movie. All these actors can play superheroes, but then all these actors can play supervillains at the same exact time. That's true. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I don't really got much more to say about this movie. I can just go on and on about how dope I thought it was. I don't even have a grievance because it was such a unique experience that whatever it was, I just accepted it for whatever it said it was going to be. I, I loved Viola Davis. I loved Amanda Waller mm-hmm. and, and how they, they show you like, because in the first one, we're government and we're bad and we put these people in positions here. It's like, you really going to do that to his kid? Like, yeah. There's still humans here. Not everybody is like as ruthless or maybe they all have a limit. I do feel like a, some of them did feel like Geek Squad at Best Buy. Like probably yeah, some of y'all probably shouldn't be. <laughs> y'all probably be a little more ruthless like her, but I did enjoy seeing the different dynamics there. What did you guys think about the, uh, the task force office setting? I like the betting. I like when they bet, they were betting on who's going to live. Who's gonna yeah, I like the betting. It was cool. It was cool. Now- that was probably the most interesting part of it. Otherwise, pretty generic. And also, I, I see um, what Jack was talking about, where, where some of the cursing sound was kind of forced. Like, at the end, when they brought Peacemaker in, and her last line was like, you know, just to save the world. I was like, that seemed a little bit too much. Like, you didn't need that part. Yeah, Viola yeah, Davis, though. She gonna lay no, in? No, but it, it wasn't Viola Davis. Oh, oh, was, oh was, the other, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a blonde girl, yeah. 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 Yeah, that felt a little like... Tagline. I was like, yeah, they didn't really need that, but yeah, yeah they, they need something for, for, uh, for for the potential trailer online for the potential yeah, trailer, I'm, the well, red band trailer, the setup. Mm-hmm. I think it was great, man. I had a great time. Highly recommend it. I can't wait for a part two, or not a part two, but a continuation because anybody can be in Task Force X. Yep. Well, that's yeah. what was oh, so yeah. nice about this is the stakes were real for everyone involved. It's it, it really the nature of the title came through in this film. It's Suicide Squad. These are suicide missions, and, and people are going to most die. likely going to die. Yeah. Not only people are going to die, you're most likely going to die. Exactly. <laughs> That's why you're here. Your favorites will die, and it's not they're not forcing it because it is called Suicide Squad. And the and, and the first one for they survived most of them, with the exception yeah. of the Diablo and like. The, the rope guy, I forgot. The rope uh, guy. Yeah, the rope yeah. guy. What was his name? Like, what was uh, his name? No, he doesn't matter. He doesn't even deserve to be mentioned. <laughs> but in all fairness, you knew they were going to, you knew they were going to go. Off. Yeah. yeah. This was like, they established in the first scene, yo, everybody's free range here. Well, and then they ended up killing people who you thought were untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they started the movie with, this is a suicide mission. No, literally it is. You guys are supposed to die here while the other team infiltrates. Exactly. Like, it was set up that way for y'all to die. Harley survived by just luck. And because it's Harley Quinn and we can't kill her in the beginning. But outside of that, it's like, this movie started off proving its concept, which is the, the suicide. You're dumb for yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we talk about the most useless set of powers displayed 
in this movie. <laughs> the, the uh, arms the coming out of the detachable like the detachable kid. Like what was that? I I liked how they had to set up like like watch this. Wait, wait. I tell you what. The best part about it was it was mad slow too. <laughs> it was so slow. His, his strength isn't heightened. He doesn't have super speed. He goes and walks over. And kind of just starts <laughs> I like when his arms are getting shot. And he's just writhing. And, and he was like, like ah! <laughs> But the shot of them detaching, like the shot, you would have thought it was the most epic superpower. Because the camera goes here. He goes, ah. And it's like. They literally detached like a toy. Like taking a toy off the arm. Like. Like what was that? Like he, that was just, and he was kind of self conscious because on the trip there, what does TDK mean? It's my name. They're letters. It wasn't like it wasn't like cool. Like in in one piece, is his character named Buggy, and he yeah. he had a power that lets him be detachable. But mm-hmm. it's it's like, yo, man, this guy's really uh really dangerous. The way he's able to detach all his joints and and he's quick and. This guy was like, yeah. no, it's just my arms, just and my they arms. move like I'm moving. Ooh, and when they get really shot and hurt, I feel the pain. I really want to know what that guy could do with that javelin, because that javelin turned out to be yeah. no. I was like, what can this guy? I mean, no one just wears yellow and blue spandex, and they're not a beast, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, he couldn't do too much with it. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently not. But Harley, I mean, he was about to throw it, but then he got he just got aired out. Yeah. That's he it. couldn't get it up. Hey, <laughs> there goes the sponsors. There goes so. I think, or maybe it's opportunity for a sponsor. Blue Chew hit us up. <laughs> Blue Chew, yes, Blue Chew does sponsor a lot of podcasts. So Blue Chew hit us up. I think we all enjoyed it. Real quick round. I recommend it. So much fun. I can't wait to see more, guys. Yep, recommend it. Recommend it. Hundred percent. I definitely recommend it. Nice, nice. I think it's time for some recommendations. 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 So if you guys have a hankering for bad guys, superhero teams, other places you guys can read. Number one, Secret Six, another DC um, bad guy team up. Uh, read the comics after 1996, after the Silver Age. Actually, the first uh, couple of volumes are really, really great. I've read them. Number two, Super Crooks, uh, Mark uh, Miller. Uh, line is actually going to be the extended the the other half of Jupiter's legacy. Awesome. Last one is Wanted. Another Mark Miller. Uh, no, another Mark Miller line. Don't watch the movie. Nothing like the movie with Angelina Jolie. You have to read the the graphic novel. The graphic novel is about a group of assassins. They're all bad. It's pretty cool. So, but let's not knock the movie, man. They was curving bullets. I, I yeah. did like them. They were curving bullets. I did like that. I don't know why, but I loved it. Uh, you know they myth. Busted that one. It is impossible to. Yes, curve. yeah, we're, no, we get it. No, we get it. Just because oh, oh, you sorry, can't sorry. curve a bullet doesn't mean I can't curve a bullet. Oh, right, right. Don't right. limit it, me. This is how Lawrence kills his neighbor. <laughs> I think he can curve a bullet. <laughs> Stand right there. Get there no right there. Watch this. I'm going to curve it around <laughs> This is a fun time. Thank y'all so much for listening. We just had a ball watching this movie, man. Uh, Thank y'all. You can find us on social media. We are Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk on Instagram. We are dropping content every single day, at least six times a day. Comic books, movies, action figures. Chris is just putting up stuff showing you why he can't pay his rent because he's just buying all everything. Action figures, everything, buying up everything. So much fun. 
Thank y'all for listening. Make sure you come back. Same bat time, same bat channel. We out.